Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we discuss how to wisely manage your resources, your influence, and on today's episode, your calendar. Yeah, Grant, today we are talking about how to be a good steward of your time. Yeah, I mean, we're coming up on a brand new year. Yeah. And a lot of people love to create New Year's resolutions. And I think they're awesome because sure. if you're creating a New Year's resolution, that means you're trying to get better. Yeah. And I love that humility and understanding that we can always get better. Um, I love progress. Like even the stuff that I choose to watch on TV, I love to watch people build things. I love to mm. watch seeing progression. Um, but I love uh, people wanting to grow and find areas where they could potentially get better. And if we're all honest with ourselves, we could definitely be better with our calendar, with mm. our time. Daniel, this past year has almost completed 2021. Were you able to do all of the things that you wanted to do at the beginning of the year? It's funny you ask that. I don't even know what I wanted to do at the beginning of this year. There you go. Which... Uh, is a moment of honesty, but mm -hmm. also means, um, probably not. Yeah. I probably had ideas and dreams and thoughts, and then I didn't have the plan of action to actually execute any of those things. Right. Um, so I need this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this leads to, uh, something we're going to repeat a lot in this episode. Something we said before, but Daniel, I know that you have, the best intentions to be a really great dad. You have the best intentions to be an amazing husband. You have the best intentions to be great at your work. You have good intentions. Mm -hmm. um, but in order for those good intentions uh, to really come to life in the best way possible, they require some intentional actions. The best mm -hmm. intentions require intentional actions. And you are going to learn through this episode how to be very intentional with your calendar so that your next year, 2022, can come to life in the way that you want it to. Yeah. That way I don't have to just drift along. That's right. Yeah. And just experience whatever happens to me. Yeah. I can I can kind of choose, take a little bit of control. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's more than just like take a little bit of control, but it's, hey, these things are important to me mm. and I'm going to make sure that these important things happen. Sure, the year is going to happen uh, as far as drifting is concerned. That's just because you can't plan everything. You can't control right. everything. But being intentional about certain things help many of your priorities, those good intentions, come to life better. This is something that I, I've talked a lot about in, in the past. Yeah. Um, I've created like a video walkthrough of how I do my schedule. Um, I've done all kinds of different uh, speaking at, at conferences about this particular thing because um, people ask me that question all the time like grant how do you how do you do all the things that you do but like your family still likes you <laughs> 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 like you have a mortgage company insurance agency investment firm software company write books like what how, how are you doing that and so much of that is done through having a very intentional schedule and um, I created this thing and I kind of got like a little bit of it from Michael Hyatt. He has a, a thing that he calls it your ideal week, mm -hmm. where at the beginning of the week, you determine what you want your week to look like. So I took that concepts that I learned from him and then um, applied a lot of it, plus a, a application from other resources into what I call an ideal year. 
So in this podcast episode, what I'd love to do is walk people through how I create my ideal year before the year happens um, so that I can have some very intentional actions to follow up on the good intentions that I have, the good intentions that I want to come to life in this next year of 2022. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I need this. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> because I, I relate with what you're saying. I don't have as many companies under my belt as you do, um, but- only crazy people do that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I do. I do have different domains in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes I feel like if I'm doing really well, uh, you know, in my marriage, and I feel really connected with Heather, um, my ability to do my job well kind of struggles that week, mm. maybe. Um, and and I might feel like I have to focus my attention in one area, and the other areas suffer. And so I feel like having an ideal year and an, and an ideal week and having these intentional things in place can help me sort of not have to take away from the areas that need my attention and effort just to give it to somewhere else. Help me kind of balance it. Not a work-life balance thing, mm-hmm. but just a managing my life better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that these things that are important to me can happen because it is important to me to be a good husband. Yeah. It's, it's important to me to do my job well. And when any of those areas are struggling, I'm stressed. And then I, in turn, become worse at the other things yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And you're bringing up something that I'm extremely passionate about so much. So it's a big part of my next book. Mm. Um, this whole idea of work-life balance is uh, something that we uh, everybody talks about and everybody wants, but it's the wrong goal. Like if you're just trying mm. to achieve balance, you're going to fall. Mm-hmm. Like no one can stay on balance forever right? Yeah. Um, do things need to be balanced? Uh, yeah, it helps, but that's not the goal, right? right? And the title of my next book is Work-Life Harmony. And I think mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to achieve. And part of harmony um, means that, hey, I'm not just going to focus on one area and then sacrifice everywhere else. Like, honestly, if you think about all the different like work-life balance and let's get control of my calendar and like be better at spending time with my family, whatever type things, a lot of people who are currently listening right now probably think that they're going to hear yet again, stop working so much, <laughs> right? Like that's yeah. what a lot of this advice essentially boils down to. It's like, you want to have better work-life balance? You want to have, just stop working so much and just love your family. Like that's what people say. <laughs> and yeah. to me, I, I believe strongly in work. I believe that we were created to contribute, that God has uh, put us on the planet to to work. Work was being done before the fall, right? We've talked about this on yeah. other podcasts. The work is good and your contribution to the world is amazing. And one of the saddest things uh, about the American society is that so many people are really, really good at their job, like really good and talented, but mm-hmm. nobody really knows how good they are. Or worse, their, their, their family, the people they love the most, have no idea how good they are at their job. Like, let's be honest, Daniel, does Heather have any idea how really good you are at your job? Uh, no, I, I try to get her to watch every single video. <laughs> that you make? Yeah. yeah. Um, and But yeah, she, she she doesn't get to see yeah. the work I put in yeah. all, all day. And I don't, I don't know how good she is at her job. Right. But I, I imagine it's pretty good. Yeah. And that kind of stinks. Yeah. So one of the ways that you can help each other in your marriage and even in your family have more cheerleaders and more genuine cheerleaders of what you're doing is helping them understand the impact that's being made at your job, the impact mm-hmm. that's being made through the work that you do. And that's why I don't want to tell people, hey, stop working or work less because you're making an impact in what you do. 
Like yeah. a business does not exist unless you're genuinely serving somebody somewhere. Like there's a product or service that they need and you're filling that need. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, and I could get into all the details of that. But as it pertains to being a good steward of your time and a good steward of your calendar, when you create an ideal year calendar, it's a whole lot easier to get everybody on the same page. Mm. The same page with the mission of your work and the impact that's being made. But also get everybody on the same page to manage expectations so that you can feel like you have a little bit more balance or what I like to say, you're going to have a lot more harmony. All -hmm. the good intentions that you have will be able to better come to life through these intentional actions of this uh, ideal year calendar. But also you're going to be able to better manage everybody's expectations and get on mission together better. For this next year, 2022, because you're going to have a year, an ideal year that you're going to plan out ahead of time. Yeah. Are you ready? I mean, I have my notebook out, so <laughs> pretty ready. Um, I don't know how many notes I'll take, though. Uh, I'll probably take notes while I edit. But um, yeah, I have been trying some of the things we've been talking about because this isn't a new concept within right. stewardship. Um, you had all the customer facing people do this last year. I had everybody, every, um, everybody on the oh, team everybody? last year was required to create an ideal year. Yep. Yeah. I, the, the whole event was fuzzy to me, which is, <laughs> well, was the first time we did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that we have this podcast now that will be a resource for me. Um, but so I've been trying to practice some of this scheduling thing. Uh, and what, what I've learned mostly is that I'm not doing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that, day to day i am i am falling short of my ideal and yeah. my plan but i just want to encourage everyone listening that that's okay yes because the big deal here is that i made the plan and i have it to stick to it as best i can and that's miles better than not having a plan at all yeah daniel the first time i tried doing this the very first year i tried doing an ideal year it didn't go well for me either Um, I didn't necessarily follow through on all of it. I forgot a lot of it. I didn't live through it with my family and because it was the first time, but now looking back, I've done this for almost a decade and a lot of really cool things happen in my life as a result of every year building on it and getting better and getting better. But even now having doing this for so long, there's, it's never, ever been even close to 100% of my ideal year being Mm. lived out. Yeah. Like when you create this, if you can get 70% of it lived out, that's a huge win. Yeah. And guess what? 70% of it is way better than 0%. Yeah. Right? 70% is way better than nothing that wasn't planned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a, that's a, hopefully will serve as a big encouragement to people listening that, hey, you got to start, got to start somewhere. You get better at it every year. And it's not about perfection because there's no way we can be. It's just about, trying our best and getting better with these intentional actions each and every year. Yeah. Yeah. And we can't practice something that we're not doing. Right. So for me, this, this past year was my first year trying an ideal year and I didn't look at it much. Mm -hmm. So next year I know I need to make a bit more of an effort of thinking about the ideal year that I planned out uh, to make sure that I'm, I'm, if I, if I have gotten off the path, course Mm -hmm. correcting. Yeah. Um, and I, I imagine that's something you still do course correct throughout oh, the year my goodness. all the time, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Now, before we get into the how to of creating your ideal, you're really getting control, being a better steward of your time and your year of 2022. We at stewardship, our home loan insurance and investment advisors who serve you with wisdom and love. So we want to go ahead and share some of that wisdom 
lovingly in our one minute money tip. All right, so everybody knows we should get life insurance. This is the responsible thing to do for adults in a household. But the problem is we don't always know how much to get. Well, there's two ways of looking at it. One is the rule of thumb approach where you take your annual income, you multiply it by 10, and that's how much life insurance you get. The other approach is calculating based on your household needs. An example, I provide income to our household. As a result, certain expenses are paid for with my income. Now, if I pass, my wife needs to be able to pay those things. So we have life insurance on me so she can pay those for an extended period of time. We did the math on that. Now, if my wife passes, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to pay for my kids' education and pay for my kids to be taken care of in certain ways. So we did a needs-based approach where I figured out how much that would cost and I got life insurance on my wife for that. So look, we have the rule of thumb, income times 10, the needs-based approach, both are acceptable. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to one of our life insurance advisors. Grant, today we have been talking about setting up an ideal year and uh, there's been a lot of great information about why we do this and uh, why it's okay to kind of mess up as we're learning how and figuring it out. Uh, But what we really want to do for everybody is teach them how, because uh, the theory is great, but if we don't have steps to take, then uh, we can be kind of lost. So Grant, how do you do it? Yeah, there there are three (laughs) things that we'll focus on in the how-to, and there are a couple pro tips here, then we'll sprinkle in to make things easier. Cool. But it, it comes down to identifying the priorities. That's the first step. The second step is uh, determining your seasons. And the last step is finding rhythms. So it's priorities, seasons, and rhythms. So let's start with the priorities. This is the first thing that you're going to do. Again, we have these great intentions, right? So for me, I'll just speak to my personal situation. Mm. Um, I have identified uh, four priorities that I'm going to do every year, no matter what. Um, these are things that um, I will cancel work for, cancel events for, like this is the, I'm going to do this this year. Um, so for me, it starts with my anniversary trip with my wife. So every year on our anniversary um, or around our anniversary, we do some like staycation or get together where we're um, away from our kids and kind of away from everything for at least one night, if not multiple nights. And that's important for us. Want to celebrate the past year that we just went through. Right. Yeah. Uh, but also we evaluate some things and we try to ask for questions. What can we do more of less of what can we add? What can we, we remove um, in our relationship and in our life and everything else that we're doing. So the, this anniversary trip is extremely important on so many levels and it's going to happen. Um, So that's uh, one priority. Second priority. I also go on birthday trips with each of my kids around their birthday. Mm. It's just daddy and child and we go do a thing. Sometimes it's like elaborate. Like my son is a big uh, Cubs fan and Notre Mm. Dame fighting Irish fan or Bears fan like me. So we'll go to Chicago and we'll go watch some sports games or whatever. Other times it's like super duper simple. Like last year, 2020, you know, pandemic year, (laughs) we, uh, set up a fort at here at the stewardship office and did, oh, yeah. did some of that. It was great. Uh, but the, fort. the bottom line is that I get time with them where I'm putting aside everything and they're getting my focused attention as much as possible. Hmm. And when the trip is over, they've got to know, feel, understand daddy loves me. Right. That's extremely yeah. important. And sometimes I might walk through certain things with them, depending on their age or stage of life or what's mm-hmm. going on, good or bad. 
But really, I just want to encourage them, tell them how awesome they are in certain things, not just like saying it, but pulling out examples, being really intentional with that time and just focusing on them, even if it's just focusing in silence, like not pulling my phone out, you know, traveling mm. and just sitting on the plane with them or on a train or in an Uber or whatever, just being. Uh, then another thing that is super important is what I call our founders retreat for stewardship, where every year we get together and we've done a podcast episode, I think specifically on this, or we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, and it's where me and Brandon and Jake, the stewardship founders get together and we talk about, you know, what went well last year for stewardship and what can we do better next year? So mm-hmm. another evaluation thing, and this is super important. We're going to do it every year. And then another priority for me is I actually have gotten to a place now where I've done this intentionally so much that I've built up my time off. So like my other priority is when am I going to take my time off, right? When is my week unplug going to be from everything? Mm-hmm. But my time off now has graduated to a place where I take a month off in the spring and a month off in the fall. And my month off looks, you know, different than what it might sound like. Right. I'm not like completely unplugged for two I still months. make you come in to record things R- a lot. <laughs> right. Like we'll, we'll do stuff. But for the most part, my focus is a little bit different. So those are the, mm-hmm. those are the four priorities I have. Now, some people, they might have priorities like family traditions. Like we always go to the family cabin during Fourth mm. of July or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but as I've mentioned, four priorities. What are some things in your head, Daniel, that you're like, these are four things I know I got to do and they're top, top notch priorities? Oh man, uh, I wasn't ready to be put on the spot. I know, like that, I just did but, that. For uh, so I'm going to take what you said uh, and think about it in in terms of my life. I really liked what I mean. Your first two priorities are to make sure that the people in your life that you love know that you love them. Yep. And so for me, I mean, yeah, I want my wife to know that I love her, mm-hmm. separate from my daughter, mm-hmm. to know that my wife is my number one, and then I also want my daughter to know that no matter what, I love her. Mm -hmm. And so spending time with them is Mm -hmm. my priority. Yeah. Um, I don't know right now with all of being so young and and with the way our life is right now, I don't know that a trip is is going to work this year, but time together that's very intentional can still be the priority. Yep. Um, uh, We did get to take a trip to Phoenix, uh, in October. So that was cool. Um, so yeah. maybe next year I want to prioritize that as part of the ideal year. Yep. Um, taking a trip and it doesn't have to be extravagant. Like you said, it can nope. be a blanket for it in the office. Um, I don't know if Heather would like that as much, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I, I want to make sure the people in my life know I love them. Um, I also want to take time to practice creativity. Mm. Um, being creative is, is a big deal to me. Uh, it's something that I, I, I struggle to even, Admit that I'm an artist. <laughs> um, You're a creator. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we're creating a podcast and I create videos. And so in order to help me be more comfortable with the reality that I'm a creator, I have to practice it in ways that aren't work, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think a priority for me is to uh, plan some creative projects that aren't work-related, um, you know, and say this year I want to learn a new skill in animation mm-hmm. or I want to... This year, I want to practice, uh, I want to make a short film, yep. uh, a narrative short film. Um, I think those would be good priorities to practice creativity. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what, what I'm thinking about. Uh, and I'm always trying to learn more things. Uh, and maybe a woodworking project every year would yep. be cool. Yeah, like, and, and you, as you've been able to, you know, have, have, show this or, or 
articulate all this to the listeners. Now they've listened to mine, they've listened to yours, and they have an idea of what it looks like to create some annual priorities. I would recommend anywhere from three to five priorities of things that I'm going to do every single year. And you just have to write these things down. Because once you have them written down, it's going to be easier then to put them into the calendar later on in the steps. Now, here's something that's super important to understand, Daniel. Um, I have no idea the date, the time the flight's going to leave, where we're going for each trip. Like I, I, got, I have no idea the details and that's okay. Yeah. This isn't time to put the details in the calendar. Mm. This is time to just say during this time of year, it's going to be lock, blocked out. Um, as an example, my uh, oldest daughter, Cambria, her birthday is Christmas Eve. Mm. Uh, but Christmas is like a lot of different things are going on. Yeah. So adding a birthday trip around that time doesn't make a ton of sense for us. Right. And she loves doing this trip with me after the holidays kind of cool down. So I just know sometime in January, middle to the uh, end of January, that's when I get to do the birthday trip with my oldest daughter, Cambria. Yeah. I don't know exact dates, but I do know it'll happen around that time. And that's kind of what I've kind of put in in the ideal year when, when we get to that point, we're going to write in the calendar. So figuring out your priorities is big. Another priority though, is beyond annual priorities, so like three to five things that you know you're going to do, mm-hmm. is quarterly priorities, mm-hmm. quarterly priorities. And uh, these are super helpful in kind of my last point, which has to do with rhythms. And we'll go back to rhythms or we'll, we'll talk about rhythms more later on. But I have some quarterly priorities as well. You mentioned, hey, I want to practice being a creator. Mm-hmm. One of my uh, quarterly priorities is um, education. So, uh, I try to go to some sort of conference every quarter so that I can go learn and grow and collaborate from other professionals that are in my field. Ah. Um, and if I'm doing that every quarter, that's super, super helpful. Um, the past couple of years, it's been, uh, through business coaching every quarter. I know I'm going to these business Mm -hmm. coaching, right? Mm -hmm. And those are priorities for me because I've got to grow. I've got to get better. Um, some of it, also with work, you know, it might be a quarterly content creation or quarterly meetings that we have at the team. You, you understand now you're seeing some of the stuff that I put in my ideal year also comes true at stewardship, right? We have these yeah. quarterly meetings that we do with our sales team, with our admin team, and 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 even with the marketing team. Uh, but figure out too, what are some of those quarterly things that are really, really important for you? One of them that I think everybody should consider every quarter is just some time to refresh, recharge, unplug, Mm. where you take like a day or two where the typical, say, responsibilities that you have are muted for a little bit, Mm. or at least the volume's turned down. Yeah. Um, Some person, some people like to go out and go camping by themselves for a night or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Greg Suter here in the office, I know he likes to just go to family cabin for a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, but on on his own. Um, For me, it might be, spending a day or two, like just golfing, playing golf for just two days straight, you know, um, and not really having anything else going on, but it's that rest time every quarter. I'm going to take some time where my typical priorities are just going to be muted for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's super duper helpful. And here's the cool thing with that, Daniel, when you start talking about doing that, all the other people in your life, they see that like, yeah, I really want to support that. But then you get to say, Hey, when can I do that for you? Mm -hmm. So I yeah. talked to my wife about, hey, when can when can I create this for you? When can I 
you know, make sure I'm doing something special with the kids so that you can be on your own doing the thing that you like to do. Right. Yeah. Um, so th- those are really, really important things. Like one of the things she loves to do is going in nature and doing stand up paddle boarding down the salt river. She loves doing that with her friends and we make sure she tries to get to do that every single quarter. Right. So she's yeah. gone basically for an entire day doing that. Um, uh, but it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to be intentional about and it's super helpful. So. Yeah. Daniel, what are some quarterly priorities that you think you would like to write down and put down? Yeah. um, I think I really like the idea of making sure that um, my wife and I each have times where our responsibilities are muted. Mm. That's great. Uh, And it could be a three-day weekend that's already happening um, in the calendar. Um, Which which we wrote down here as one of our pro tips. mm -hmm. One of the things you've got to do before you start writing things down in your calendar for 2022 for this ideal year is Google, when are bank holidays? Yeah. Right? Yeah. When are there going to be built-in three-day weekends that I know I'm going to get? Um, I, I don't know what those are based on your field or based on your work or what's going on, but mm-hmm. everybody has those. And the sad part is what will typically happen, it'll be like Wednesday or Thursday. And then you're like, oh, it's like Columbus Day on Monday. I guess I'm not going to work. And then yeah. Monday, you don't really do anything. You just sit around and hang out of their house. Or some people still do work on those days. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But how much better is it if you could have been intentional and be like, okay, we know that Columbus Day is coming up in a couple of months. You're going to have your you know, muted time mm-hmm. or whatever from responsibilities. I'm going to go do this with my daughter, Olive, whatever. That's mm-hmm. so much more intentional. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing would be, uh, well, I mean, each quarter I already have built in the, the customer facing meeting, yeah. um, where I'm learning to be better mm-hmm. at, uh, at my job, yeah. at communicating with people, mm-hmm. um, which is a big deal. And that, that helps me not just at work, but it helps me in my personal life, yeah. uh, which is, that's a cool perk of working in stewardship is yeah. my job gets to help me be better at, as a man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, attending that is important. I need to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something I struggled with this year where I uh, maybe forgot it was happening and I had to <laughs> arrange childcare yep. uh, quickly. Um, but it worked out. And But next year, I can plan ahead more and communicate with people to get that uh, prioritized, um, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I think, uh, I don't know about any conferences for my field, really, mm-hmm. but I could do uh, some Skillshare classes yeah. each quarter to try to, learn how to tell stories better or learn how to do motion graphics yeah. um, to enhance our video content. Um, yeah. So yeah, those are some goals I've got to improve myself. Yeah. And for you listener, as you're thinking about your priorities, I'll just try to summarize these into a couple of different categories. For annual priorities, most people are doing things that relate with family, doing things that relate with work, and then doing things that relate with unplug rest. Like, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to be on social media. I'm going to completely unplug from tech for a while, right? Mm. Those are those are really great ideas for annual priorities. It's family, work, unplug. Now, mm. quarterly priorities. A lot of times it is, okay, when's that rest going to be? So it's, it's not, it's different than unplug. It's rest. Yeah. Meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what was the third category that I had in there? I feel like it's education. Yeah. Continued education, growth, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Let's call it that. Education and growth. So quarterly is education and growth. It's meetings and it's rest. So those are some themes as you're writing down priorities. And as you're doing this, you want to write down, yeah, sure, the theme, but what's the thing you're going to do? Like for me, mm. it's birthday trips with each of my kids, right? Right. 
anniversary trip with my wife and so on. So again, I don't put the, all the details, but I have other stuff with it. Yeah. Um, okay. So that is the priorities. And we've talked about, again, the pro tip is find some natural breaks of, of when you're going to have some time away because it makes mm-hmm. it a little easier. Uh, but now let's get into determining seasons. Daniel, we all have busy time. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I'm always busy though. Yeah. <laughs> Are there times where you feel like you're busier than others? Um, what about holidays? Holidays, I actually feel like I am still quite busy. Um, because I didn't manage the months before the holidays super well. What about uh, as holidays make you feel busier or less busy, especially as it relates to additional get-togethers with family? Oh, way busier. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's more stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are multiple families in state. So mm-hmm. we're trying to maintain all those relationships. Yep. So there's a lot going on. So it'd be nice if my work uh, didn't have take up as much of my mental bandwidth. There you go. Um, so, hey, yeah, you found one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the same thing for me as well. Yeah. Uh, holidays are busier in my personal life because uh, lots of birthdays, lots of different things happening with family, like my in-laws anniversary. Uh, we, we do a lot of different things with uh, um, Christmas. There's just so many like important dates that are happening like the last two weeks and into the first week of the year. That's just a busy season personally. Yeah. Um, but then there's also some really busy seasons with work that I know are going to come. So I talked about that founders retreat. Well, prepping for that founders retreat and then just after that founders retreat are crazy busy for me Yeah. because I'm trying to make that founders retreat be as impactful as possible. But then afterwards, all the things that we put together, now I have to kind of condense it and create it and disperse it in such a way that these goals and things we talked about come to life over the following year. Yeah. So that's super busy for me, but identifying seasons in life that are busy, but then also seasons that aren't so busy. Mm -hmm. These are important because if you have are able to write down, these are busy seasons, these are not busy seasons. It makes it easier when you look at your priorities and you say, Hey, yeah, I know that say my wife and I have our anniversary on June 16th, but typically the founders retreat is also in June of every year. Well, that means I have to make sure I don't overlap those, right? Yeah. I have to make sure that that busy season just before or just after the founders retreat is also intentional. But this is the big thing with busy seasons, Daniel. When you have busy seasons, this is where you can invite your family in. Mm. You can talk to them and say, hey, Daddy's going to be really busy at work. This is the impact I'm making on people's lives. This is how I make a real difference on folks through the work that I'm doing during this busy season. So as a result, I'm going to need some grace from you, team, family, kids, as I am working through this busy season. But guess what? When we're done, it's not going to be as busy. We'll celebrate together. Yeah. We'll look back at the things that we're able to get done during that busy season and how it impacted our lives and how great it was. And then let's, let's kind of celebrate together. Right. Um, so understanding your, your busy seasons are huge because it helps in setting expectations. One of the biggest rebuttals, and you said it before we got into this podcast. A lot of people t- tell this to me when I, when I teach this is what's that rebuttal, Daniel? What, what, what did you have? I don't have seasons. Yeah. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same. But there are times where I, as your boss, will come to you with multiple projects. Like, dude, we got to get these done. Yeah. And it's going to feel a lot more busy, correct? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to manage expectations with our family and with the people that are closest to us, we have to communicate that. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, heads up, the work that I do doesn't have predictable busy seasons, but things do get busier. 
But it's good because when the busy season happens, it's an opportunity for greater impact. I just need you to be on the same team with me as these busy seasons come. Yeah. And the same is true as you're communicating to your work. Hey, heads up. Um, I don't know when the busy season's going to come with my family, but you know, my, you know, mother-in-law or my father-in-law is sick. Mm. So I know that, you know, when the sickness starts coming on, it's going to mean I'm going to be busier at, at home. Right. I don't know mm-hmm. when it's going to be, but, but I know it's going to happen. It's communicating that to the people that are important to you. The people that are in your life is, I don't know when my busy seasons are, but I know they will happen. That's, that's step one. Yeah. Now for people that don't have busy seasons, that they can write into their calendar. This is why the third step rhythms are extremely important. After the busy season, I said, what was I going to do with my family? Celebrate. Celebrate. Yeah. There are certain rhythms you have to have in celebration. Me and my family love to go to Carlsbad, California. It's an easy, low-hanging fruit celebration point. We hop in the car, drive a few hours. We're at the beach in beautiful weather, and there's awesome food and awesome things for us to do. It's a great place for us to celebrate. My kids love Cheesecake Factory because we don't typically eat pasta in our house because my (laughs) wife is... Uh, very conscious about certain things that we're eating. So a celebration time for us sometimes just going to Cheesecake Factory, eating pasta and having really yummy desserts, right? Yeah. There are certain things that we've picked out, certain rhythms that we can choose for celebration. And the reason why you need to have rhythms as somebody who doesn't have a busy season is you also have to have rhythms for things that you'll do just after the busy season and during the busy season, especially if it's unpredictable. Yeah. So let me give you an example. I'd say, hey, Daniel, I'm coming to the office. We've got to get four more videos out this month. And, you know, this other piece of content, you also have to design this. Whoa, my month just got busy. Mm-hmm. Well, how much better if it would it be if you could go to Heather and say, hey, remember how we said busy seasons are unpredictable? Well, this just happened today. I think it's going to be great. I'm going to get it done. But now, hey red light, you know, or flag in the air, alarm, we're in busy season now. Yeah. Here's what this means. One, we're going to celebrate when we're done. We got our rhythm for celebration. We're going to go to, you know, whatever and swim in the pool with Olive and do the thing, (laughs) you know, stay at a staycation hotel or whatever it chooses to be. Yeah. Okay. But then two, because I'm busy, we also know that during busy season, it's easier if, you know, you and Olive do A, B, or C, and I do X, Y, and Z, or what, whatever right. you guys need to do to thrive in that busy season. What are the yeah. rhythms and the actions that you have to do? It yeah. could be, we are eating out more, or, right. you know, we're eating out less, or what does busy season rhythms look like for you? Yeah, I'll throw out an example. Um, if a busy season strikes and we know we want to celebrate, we, uh, we haven't done this with Olive yet. Uh, but we love going to Sedona. We used to do mm. that all the time when we were dating mm-hmm. and, and when we were married mm-hmm. uh, early on. So celebration is go to Sedona and enjoy the beautiful sights and enjoy some food and and hike a little bit. And then, uh, you know, as far as our weekly rhythms go, when when things get busier, uh, Heather knows. Okay, and this time it's time for us. Olive and I have dinner without without Daddy. Yep. Um, and we know that he'll be home after, and it will be okay. And it's just. That's that's what happens when things get busier, and yes. we have a few meals that like are super easy to throw together um, that we really enjoy eating. So we know in the busy season we just make this pasta a few nights a week instead yep. of instead of the more elaborate meal prepping that we do. Right. Um, so all those things are a great kind of having a plan in place mm-hmm. for when the busy season strikes. Yes. 
Um, yeah, that's super helpful to think about. And we've already kind of been doing it. We, I just didn't have the words for it yet. Hadn't, Correct. I hadn't identified that that's what's happening. And the power of having words for it and talking about it ahead of time and kind of writing it as like notes on your ideal years, like this is what we do during busy seasons, during and after, um, makes the busy seasons easier to handle, mm-hmm. uh, but then also makes the busy seasons um, more productive. Yeah. Like more powerful. Daniel, if, if I... Um, if I, this is the example I gave in, in, in my book. <clears throat> if I told my wife and my kids to sing a note, you know, and just sing, they would do it because they love me and they want to support me. But if for some reason they like stopped singing because I didn't tell them when to stop singing, I'd probably get a little irritated. I'm like, hey, why'd you stop? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell you to stop. But then their response yeah. is going to be, well, you didn't tell me for how long to sing for. Right. I didn't know. And I got really tired. Yeah. Well, when I'm trying to create harmony in our life and I'm leading some of that, singing notes at certain times by everybody is going to be important, right? Yeah. But how much better would it have been if I said, hey, guys, would you sing this note for this long mm-hmm. and stop when this happens, please? Completely yeah. different. Yeah. And they likely would be able to sing even longer or sing better. Because those yeah. expectations were there. And that's the power in, in rhythms. Yeah. Now, some other really cool rhythms that people can think about adding into their life um, has a lot to do with just things that you want to do on a weekly basis. Um, I'm going to do my best to go on a date with my wife once a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to take one of our kids out on a coffee date once a week. I'm going to do my best to work out three days a week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to make sure I have a Sabbath or rest day once a week. Yeah. I'm going to also do my best to review the previous week and see how I did and plan my next week. Those are weekly rhythms that I also have very different than things that you're going to put on your ideal year. Right. Right. As far as like, cause you have a year calendar, you're not going to write in all the dates and all the things for the yeah. week. But those are weekly rhythms that I try to enact on. Now, do I meet every single one of those rhythms every single week? No. But again, if I can get 70% of those done every week, that's pretty darn good, right? Yeah. Uh, so understanding what things are even a priority to you on a weekly basis so then you can create a rhythm for them is is super helpful as well. Yeah. So now we've talked about priorities. We've got annual and quarterly. Mm-hmm. We've talked about seasons. Having busy seasons and rest seasons. What does busy season look like? What is rest season going to look like? How are you going to celebrate after busy season? Super important. And then certain rhythms. And a pro tip for those who don't know when their busy seasons are going to be, have a rhythm that's kind of in your pocket, like a celebration that's in your pocket, something that's super easy to do, whether it be a really great restaurant you love to go to or a staycation, or maybe even it's an elaborate vacation, but you're familiar with it and and you like it. So pocketed celebration times. But then also those weekly rhythms that you know, hey, if I do these things on a weekly basis, it makes my other priorities that are on my annual calendar come to life better. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, so what are those other rhythms and things that you're going to do? So those are, those are the three things. Get your priorities down, figure out your seasons, figure out your rhythms. You've got it all written down. Daniel, now we're going to write it down on the calendar. Schedule it. Let's go. Yeah. Now put it on the calendar. You can print 
anything from Google that says like all the months of the year. I, I actually just have it on one eight by 10 sheet of paper. I made 12 columns and I have January all the way through December at the top of the sheet as it is landscape, not portrait mode. Yeah. And have all those 12 columns. And then I'm kind of writing in, okay, let's start with my priorities. Okay. Here's when I'm going to do anniversary time. Here's when I'm going to do birthday times. And then I kind of like just write, these are the times or areas where I think I'm going to be doing it. Guessing kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that it's, it's a small piece of paper with a lot of columns. So you, you can't get too detailed to get stuck in the details. Yeah. Really eyeballing it. It just kind of fits in. It's in this kind of spot on the year. Right. It's good. And the purpose of writing it that way is to make sure things then don't overlap. Yeah. So after I got my annual priorities in there, after I got some of my quarterly, uh, or after I've written down my, some of my seasons, my busy season and not busy season. Mm-hmm. And then once I've written some of my quarterly priorities and even maybe some quarterly rhythms in there, now I look at it. Is anything overlapping? Is anything in a busy season that shouldn't be? Yeah. Should something be moved to a not busy season? Is any of the priorities overlapping <laughs> where I'm trying to be two places at once, right? Yeah. And and having it visually in that way is extremely powerful. And now that you've you've got it visually and you can look to see that, okay, I don't have things overlapping or maybe I do and I'm going to make some adjustments here or there. Now this is when you go to your family with this and you can set the expectations. Yeah. You can talk about the why behind some of the things on this. Really invite them into the mission that that life is about. And more importantly, start creating some of that 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 harmony. Showing them where they are in the calendar. That you're thinking about them. Yeah. That you love them. Taking this to your 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 boss, your work team. Hey, here's my ideal year. This is what my year is going to look like. I don't it's not specific details, but this is what's going on. What what projects, what things, do you, hey, heads up, you, if you ask me for this during this time, it's going to be tougher, right? Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I'm going to have a lot of free time during this. So if you if you need a little bit more from me, you, you got it during this time, see? Yeah. And it allows you to, again, just invite people that are very important to you, that you're spending the most time with into your life by just saying, here's a synopsis of what I'd like my year to look like. Yeah. Dan, do you think you can do this? I do. Uh, I don't think I can do it perfectly. And that's okay. And that's good. Yeah. And that's good. There's no way that you're going to be able to do it perfectly. I mean, look, I, I'd say I love creating goals, but I rarely create goals outside of a quarter mm. because life changes so much. Yeah. Life changes so much within a 90 day period. So when I have like a 12 month ideal year written out that goes outside of that way of thinking, but I know that things are going to change so much in the year. Then I'm going to have to make an adjustment on the ideal year. Yeah. It's not going to be perfect. So I have grace going in. Yeah. Um, it's like sheet music. Yeah. You were talking about holding those notes. Yeah. And, and knowing how long, what's the time signature of this year, you know? Yeah. And, and writing down the calendar is like sheet music for your family. Yeah. Uh, for the family band. Mm-hmm. So we all know how this song is going to play out. And uh, yeah, it's, we can make beautiful music. As a family. Sure can. It's like a, like a, 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 again, setting the expectations, but like a set list for a concert. Like yeah. we know these are the songs we're going to play at this time, you know, all the things. Yeah. Um. You know, how would it be for Journey if they, you know, played their top three songs back to back to back or in the middle of the concert, but then the beginning and the end, like you can really make sure it's all going to look and feel right. But then, you know, 
everybody's on the same page and yeah you know before the year you can intentionally pray over it and then you don't have to stop believing and you're good to go and <laughs> you know, we'll talk about how awesome the year is going to be and, and i think it's just going to be awesome yeah but any good band improvises that's right you know? sometimes you have an encore that's right so you gotta roll with it that's right yeah well daniel um my hope is that uh this it was valuable not only to you but to everybody else who's listening I genuinely want your 2022 year to be as awesome as possible. Figure out what some of those good intentions are that you have and be intentional now about when you want to take actions on those intentions. Create your ideal year. And you know what? After you create it, go ahead and tag me on social media. I'm at Grant Botma on Instagram, at Grant Botma on Twitter. Uh, And also, if you're following me there, I will be able to share with you when my book, Work-Life Harmony, is released. Uh, Right now, it's looking like middle of January, the publisher says. So it'll be fun. That's soon. Yeah. I'm excited to read it. Well, 2021 was a good year. And I know that 2022 is going to be even better as we intentionally plan it out and create our ideal year. All right. We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. 